When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. So we get all of our blind items from a website called Crazy Days and Nights. And NT uh, Lawyer, who supplies us with those blind items, also has a podcast. Well, Bradley listened to a very special podcast, and he's about to tell us a little bit about what he learned from that podcast on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley. Lay it on us. Yeah, we got to talk about Amanda Bynes. We're going to get some insight on Amanda Bynes. You may wonder why. I'll tell you all of that in just a moment. But Crazy Days and Nights founder, uh, the website that does all the blind items, Enti Lawyer, that's his moniker. He's a, quote, entertainment lawyer. That's how he identifies himself. But nobody knows his true identity. And he's been publishing all these celebrity blind items for years. And I will just remind you, to give you a little idea of the pedigree of this individual, he had, he was talking about Harvey Weinstein long before anybody else was. He was talking about Kevin Spacey long before anybody else was. He was talking about um, a number of issues. I could go on. The list is long. He is now sitting down and doing a podcast. Well, I've been listening to a little bit of it. There was a there's a two parter. The first part I listened to and I want to tell you about regarding Amanda Bynes. Now, let's take a little step back and set the stage for some audio from the podcast. I want to play you. So Amanda Bynes had a meltdown. Remember that, right? Mm -hmm. I know you do, Colleen, but the audience might remember that as well. Mm -hmm. And we were sort of there for the ride because at first we thought. She's saying some weird things. It's kind of funny. Ha ha. And then very quickly we learned this is like a girl in a meltdown, Mm -hmm. full crisis situation. Her acting career went on hiatus. She was hospitalized, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we're getting an idea of what actually led to all of this. Mm -hmm. And in this two-parter, I listened to the first part last night. He talks about some of the things that led up to her meltdown. It's shocking stuff. So let's listen to a little bit of this audio. I want to set it up just by saying that it's it's going to sound harsh. I mean, there's no naughty words or anything like that, but it's 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 shocking and it's a little harsh. So just uh, with that, there's in a mind, lot of reality in it. There's some uncomfortable, some reality. uncomfortable like sexual assault stuff. So mm-hmm. if that's a trigger for anybody, just know that. Um, and it's it's just over a minute and a half ish. So let's have a listen, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So wow, that again is anti lawyer, the guy who publishes these blind items. A lot of times this is like second, third hand information. Mm -hmm. I should say that in his telling of all this stuff about Amanda Bynes and about her meltdown and sort of the things that happened to her, um, most of which we didn't know about until he started talking about it. He's heard directly from her. So this is a first hand account Mm -hmm. of Amanda Bynes sharing this stuff. This is not him hearing through people and people and people. And, you know, so you can't. I don't think you can just write this off as gossip. He goes through in the first part, which is about an hour long of this podcast, talking about how they met, where they met, 
the relationship they had. So he establishes that they had a relationship. Can you can you kind of shorthand for us that that how did I mean, how do they know each other? So it sounds like it goes all the way back to, I think, about 2007. He uh, met her right before Hairspray and Hairspray was kind of a breakout role for her after Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, They met through a mutual friend. Uh, They went to um, they uh, they actually meet again. They go to a comedy show. They meet occasionally throughout time. It's not like they had a regular close relationship, right. but every time they meet, she is like, they just, he, he, he describes her as somebody who's willing to talk about stuff mm-hmm. and willing to share stuff. And so it sounds credible to me. It's um, it, the way he sort of sets each of these stories up each uh-huh. of the times they met. And it's not as though he's like pushing her for things. She's very much willing to sort of share some really uncomfortable stuff. And there's a lot of uncomfortable stuff. But what you heard right there specifically was saying that, you know, she was actually raped while she was at Nickelodeon, forced to have an abortion and kept having to work with that individual. Now, he doesn't name names or anything. And so, you know, it's all speculation. It's all, according to him, allegations made by Amanda Bynes. But he also says that he had permission to share this information from her, from her. Some of it that he will share. Perhaps he was walking a fine line in sharing, uh, but he explains all of that in the podcast. That is unbelievable. What I thought was the reason I wanted to play that piece, which came right at the end of the first episode, was because it talks, even though there's that shocking allegation right at the end. The first part of that sets up a culture that I think is not that hard to accept the pawing, the groping, you know, the like, I have to put up with this because if I want my career to go somewhere, inevitably at some point it'll be over and, you know, I can at least make it till then. Well, I think, unfortunately, in 2018, that that is not hard to accept or hard to fathom, hard to fathom the part that's hard to accept or the part that's that is a little bit difficult to swallow is the sense that that's a minor. Oh yeah. That uh that she was working at Nickelodeon at the time. Yeah. Um and and, and to 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 recognize that if she was a minor working at Nickelodeon at the time uh and this was happening to her and she was justifying it in this manner how many people were at that age working at Nickelodeon at the time. And he paints a picture about that and again I use that piece of the interview to illustrate this but he goes on to talk about earlier just this culture of really grossness at Nickelodeon and he thought that is ND lawyer thought when he first published blind items about the things he's sharing with us on his podcast which he did years ago he thought that that would lead to he literally thought that would lead to the end of Nickelodeon and that's part of the reason he does what he does and that's why he's talked about people like Harvey Weinstein and like Kevin Spacey for years is because he hopes that the truth will come out and that people will be held accountable. So he thought when he wrote about these creepy producers over allegedly creepy producers over at Nickelodeon who would say things like um, when a new you know crop of actresses came in that none of them looked like whores, meaning none of them looked like they were going to have sex with them the way they expected, that they were frustrated. Like they would get mad when the girls would not be interested in having sex with them. Like it paints a pretty gross picture 
of what things were like over there and talks about Jamie Lynn Spears. I mean, it really goes in a bunch of different directions. Well, to remind people in case they've forgotten when we come back, let's remind them about some of the names that actually did come out. One of them being Dan Snyder, Dan Schneider, mm-hmm. um, who uh, let's remind people about what happened around around him. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that was a very public conversation. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about that uh, and continue talking about this episode of NT Lawyers podcast after this on My Talk 1071. We're talking about uh, a podcast that Bradley listened to uh, by NT Lawyer, who writes the blog crazydaysatnights.net, and that is also where we get the blind items that we use during our segment called Blinded by the Item. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. And Bradley, do you want to kind of bring everybody up to speed on where we are? Kind of in this uh, in this podcast. So this, uh, I just want to say too, um, if you Google C Dan podcast, that's the letter C D A N, Crazy Days and Nights. Um, C Dan podcast, you can find it. It is a subscription. It's a Patreon, so it's like four ninety nine a month to to download and get those podcasts. But uh, I listened to the first part of a two part uh, podcast on Amanda Bynes, a person that NT Lawyer knows firsthand and has had several conversations. And in the last segment. We talked about some of the things that Amanda shared with him, including but not limited to, you know, her being raped and um, having an abortion and being forced to work with a person who raped her. Mm -hmm. That's pretty shocking. Mm -hmm. There's so much more that he shares in there and it goes so far beyond Amanda Bynes that that's why I wanted to talk about it. A, because we all or I should say also because we were somewhat obsessed with the Amanda Bynes story as it happened back in like 2000, whatever that was, nine. However, before we left uh, to go to break, we were just starting to mention other people involved, like some of the creepy producers over at Nickelodeon. Well, one of those creepy producers is Dan Schneider. And you mentioned him before we went to break. And I will tell you that Dan Schneider left uh, just this year, parted ways with Nickelodeon. Rather, Nickelodeon parted ways with Dan Schneider and his production company. Mm -hmm. Now, Dan Schneider is a person that they were calling like the Norman Lear of children's television because he is responsible for some of the like your favorite Nickelodeon shows. You would know him from iCarly, Drake and Josh, Victorious, Keenan and Kel. Um, His production company, Dan and Schneider's Bakery, the, the team with Schneider's Bakery, they were the creators of so many of the hits that were on Nickelodeon. And so the decision for Nickelodeon to part ways with him uh, came as kind of a shock for many people because there were so many hits that came out of his production company. Well, there was uh, there have been a lot of rumors about Dan Schneider. If you Google it, you know, there's no shortage of rumors about him. I will tell you in the podcast, NT Lawyer says that Amanda, one of the first thing things Amanda tells him about is this story about Jamie Lynn Spears. And he used it as a blind item. That she uh, she alleges that Jamie Lynn Spears was impregnated by Dan Schneider. Mm. So the first we hear about that in the world is from Enti Lawyer via his blind item blog, mm-hmm. Crazy Days and Nights. Now, if you go Google Dan Schneider, Jamie Lynn Spears, you will see that that is a story many people have covered since. But this just to me lends credibility to the relationship that. Uh, NT lawyer claims to have with Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. 
and that she was fully aware that this was a thing. Jamie Lynn Spears, of course, was on Nickelodeon. She had her own show called iCarly or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that her show? Or I don't know. Uh, there was a, it's called like Zoe 101. Yeah. Oh, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe 101. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so so that's he. I mean, he goes deep. It goes so far beyond just Amanda Bynes. I mean, she's talking about a lot of stuff that was going on at Nickelodeon at the time, which which Enti Lawyer even thought at the time, way back in 2007, this would lead to the the end of, of Nickelodeon. The heartbreaking thing to me, when like I hear a story like this, you know, when we talk about child stars, we talk about kind of how um, often they aren't able to maybe deal with their celebrity and we see them decline after you know, they peak in, in their child celebrity dumb and then we don't really hear from them or, or they take a wrong turn and things don't go well for them. Um, and we hear just terrible tales of, of just sad stories about yeah. addiction and sure. terrible stories. And often we think it's because of what happens to them after their star has risen and, and it falls but when I hear this, what you're telling me, it, it makes me wonder if some of it doesn't have a lot to do with what happens to them on the way up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it absolutely so does. And if you believe what, what, um, what he's talking about coming from Amanda Bynes, I mean, she, she and obviously she's saying that she's not alone, that, you know, was forced to have sex with producers and that if you it's well, maybe even not so much. She says she was raped. Sure. But beyond that, it sounds like if you did, then you moved forward and you moved up. So you were rewarded for And there's this whole other piece to this first hour that talks about something called Book 23. Is that what I called it? Mm -hmm. Book 23? Not what I called it. That's what it's called. Um, Which I I don't want to get too far far down the rabbit hole, but that Amanda um, ended up being a part of this coffee table book that really was just a way for really high-powered people in Hollywood and the entertainment industry to have sex with other beautiful women and help their careers along. So look, I don't know how much of it is true. I don't know that all of it is true or none of it's true. But what I do know is that he sounds credible in the telling of the story. And as far as I'm concerned, because he's been so right about Harvey Weinstein, I mean, go back and look, you will see him talking about Harvey Weinstein, about Kevin Spacey, about a lot of other stories that we ended up talking about in the mainstream media um, long before we ever did. He was talking about them. So Mm -hmm. that to me gives him a certain amount of credibility. Uh Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
Um, so I, I, I just, you know, I'm gripped by it. I'll listen. I can listen to the second part, you know, tonight and we can maybe uh, touch base on it again tomorrow. But I find it completely fascinating. And to your point, gross, disgusting. Well, yeah. And I here's what I want. I want just like whenever we do stories like this, like whether it's Scientology, I want somebody to do something about right. it. Because if there is this culture, right? Why is this, why is not everybody outraged? Yes. Where are the adults? Yes. Where are the rational people who should be protecting the 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 kids? Yeah. You know, I, or people well, in and, general. I mean, it's like it's it's we should be outraged. And I don't think it's just one person. I think there's like a network. Of course, there's there like is. A, there's a system that's set up to you know. It, it frankly goes far deeper than just one or two individuals. So again, you know, burn it all. I, I seriously, it's just like it's awful. It's a, it's a fascinating listen. If you want to uh, listen yourself, it's uh, Google C Dan podcast, C D A N podcast, um, and you can get the details. We'll certainly be talking about it more. And if you're uh, not down in the dumps enough, we've got some D-bags to yeah! tell you about. We'll come back on the Colleen oh, and Bradley will be Show. Fun. We'll have fun. We sure will. Maybe Celebrities I'm behaving badly. We have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of the day. Yas, queen. My D-bag today is another gross man. Sorry, ladies. Who is it? Matt Lauer. Actually, it's Matt Lauer and the tabloids. It's a twofer. Go with me. Here's the headline from our good friends over at the Radar Online. The word online is so 2002. (laughs) Bored Matt Lauer spends hours mowing his lawn for something to do. Desperate for new job. He's oh, yeah. and then there's he a photo gallery. Do, so he just mows the lawn. There's a photo gallery of him mowing his lawn. Stop it. Five photos of Matt Lauer mowing his lawn, and it literally is Matt Lauer <sighs> on a, on a riding, riding lawnmower. lawnmower. Um, but the uh, the uh, article Looking itself. Bored. Oops, let me just get out of there. Drop today, anchor Matt Lauer has come down to earth hard. Um, anyway. This, I don't know that I would have. That seems like not the best choice of words, but whatever. He's desperate for a new job, but he's come up with nothing, so he's just mowing his lawn. Um, I think they actually changed the story now that I look at this because okay. this is not the story that I looked at this morning, Ooh. which is delightful because, and it's something that the tabloids will often do, mm-hmm. um, probably because they were being criticized. Mm-hmm. Um, for bringing up Matt Lauer. Now, why this is interesting is because they're also saying that what? And we read this during a blind item today. That uh, perhaps NBC is chomping at the bit to get him back. Yeah. And they might use the firing of Megyn Kelly to do just that. Yeah. Hmm. So that actually, you know, may be possible. All Radar Online could do, though, is take photos of him Mowing, mowing his, his lawn, lawn and saying that he's quote bored. Now you know what irritates me. Well, I mean, I like said this earlier. Bored. I don't care about the word bored. What? But but I just 
I, I, when an, when a grown adult says the words, I'm bored, I, I, it makes me want to, I can't, I want to crawl out of my skin. Boredom is your, it is your responsibility as a human (laughs) to occupy yourself. And you should be a creative enough soul to I well find things to do and boredom is a choice. I, I feel yes, all of those things are valid. Mm-hmm. Uh I would say that if you're over the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. you no longer get to say you're bored. Because here's my experience. I never I can't imagine a world and I don't have a lot going on in my life. I'm a pretty simple I'm a simple guy. I, there is never a day where I'm like, oh, I'm so bored. Mm-mm. I have, I, I can't think of the last time I was actually bored. Right. I know it would have been in my 20s, right? I could come up with some times in my 20s. I think most people, once you hit adulthood, you probably got enough going on to keep you from getting bored. But certainly, if you're out of your 20s, what the heck do you have to be bored about? Right. Like, and to say it aloud, make sort of tries to make it somebody else's problem. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. You find something to do. You're going to be a okay. Also, there are probably people who crave a little boredom in their lives. They'd be happy to pass also, something off on you. Let's just think up for a moment that you're a guy who has millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You've serially sexual assault, sexually harassed and assaulted women mm-hmm. throughout your career. Mm-hmm. And then you were unceremoniously, um, removed from that career and forced to go live in your mansion mm-hmm. alone and mow your lawn and repeatedly. mow your lawn on your riding lawnmower. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't often do this, but I'm going to put myself in the position of Matt Lauer mm-hmm. right now. I wouldn't be complaining about anything. Yeah. I'm not feeling bad about your boredom. All I got to do is whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. I could go on trips. Mm-hmm. I could be a disgraced former TV show host mm-hmm. with sunglasses and a ball cap. No one would recognize mm-hmm. me on a cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I would get about living. He has write a book that he, nobody's going to read. He has That's an right. estate in New Zealand yeah. that is so large yeah. that they wanted to build an interstate through it because they had to because it's so big. And he said, nah, he could go mow that lawn. It could take him a real long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd have plenty to do and, there. You know, putting Nobody on my podcasts him. and getting on a riding lawnmower and do tootling around my back All 40. That, okay. Man, do you have any books you could read? I mean, he'd be good to go. You're yeah. good, buddy. You're just fine. Almost makes you want to just, you know. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't don't even finish <laughs> the thought. A joke. That was a joke. Calm down, hysterical ladies. Next. We, we're calm, aren't we, Holly? Zen. Fellow hysterical lady. Are we calm? Yes, yes. we are very oh, calm. Mm-hmm. You're not far from not calm. Uh, stop it. <laughs> Sip the tea. All right. Uh, I am going to name the ladies of the internet. The ladies of the internet. Is that like a choir group? What is that? Is that? Mm-hmm. that a calendar from 1996? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the ladies Dot of the internet are my D-bags yeah. today. Specifically, these particular ladies of the internet. The ladies of the internet who have chosen to 
badmouth Carrie Underwood for wearing makeup to her son's oh, soccer game. Oh, she was mommy shamed. She was big time mommy shamed for Which, what I think is just I don't just know that it's mommy shaming. It's just lady reason. shaming, but whatever. It's lady shaming. Here's what happened. Carrie Underwood took an adorable picture of herself at her son's soccer game. Uh, she posted it on her social media. Uh, and she basically said full on, uh, or she called herself uh, a mommy, a soccer mom. It was a soccer mom selfie from her son Isaiah's soccer game. Well, um, the moms came out to shame her. Tired mom one said, who wears that much makeup to a soccer game? You're gorgeous. You don't need it. <sighs> Which that's mm. one thing that drives me crazy. You don't wear makeup because you're an ugly troll and you need it. Well, People wear makeup for a variety of reasons. And it yourself. is your prerogative why you might want to wear makeup. And how much you wear. Exactly. Some more uh, makeup you wear, sometimes you're an ugly troll for wearing all that makeup. I would highly Not you. Re- I would highly recommend. Uh, okay, anyway, Amy Scherzanowski, 100, said, full on makeup for a soccer game? It's caked on. And then Kim Disney, 32, said, wish you'd lose, use less makeup. You're so beautiful. You just don't need all that. And on and on and My on. My favorite is you have more makeup than a corpse. My God, don't know no. whether to like it or throw a red rose at it. I mean, really more. And then it went on and on and on and on. I'm happy living. I'm happy living. Okay. Take into account her, her name, her, what's her name, her handle. I'm happy living said you're obviously insecure. If you have to get that dolled up for a soccer game, what do you do if it's raining? Sit in the car so your face doesn't run off? <laughs> That's Said funny. somebody who calls herself, I'm happy living. Yeah, well, she, oh, she's mm. happy living on other people's not happy. I mean, yeah. in any Trolls case. Trolls be trolling, man. I mean, seriously, you guys. Here's the thing. Let the woman wear her makeup. Here's the let thing, her be though. happy. Let I, her be a soccer mom. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. And those are just some ugly. Yeah. Trolls on the inside. Oh, the, I bet they're ugly on the outside too, because ain't no pretty people sitting on Instagram shading <laughs> Carrie underpants. Those are ugly ladies who. <laughs> it's just rude. Like, just let people. If she wants to put on a full face and go I to a soccer game, trolls. let her. If she doesn't want to, let her. Who cares? Yeah, no, she can wear whatever she wants, and especially because we know that Carrie Underpants is having a hard time with her face. Yes. Oh, poor me. I'm so <laughs> successful, and I fell. Um, but anyway, that's a whole separate story. But my point about the trolls is, here's what I would like us to do with the trolls. Well, what are we going to do? Can we just like go to their place of work and troll them? Like... Because I would just love, wouldn't you love to watch a show that like showed up at a troll's workplace and was like, you're fat and, and ugly. And just stood over their shoulder and, and judged you, everything they yes, did. Yes, like you, or just took the things that they said and just put it on a poster board and sat next to them uh-huh. so that like everybody in context would see what like, because I get, here's what I guarantee you. It isn't like a, a humpback troll, like who's like, Ugh. These are people that you would look at and think, oh, my God, you wrote this? Right. They're people that you see at the grocery store every day. They're right. the people that work out at your gym. They're the people who pick up their children from school just like you. And this they, is they what get I want. They pleasure out of being nasty in uh, an anonymous setting. This is, the, this is the reality show I want to see. And I'm not even kidding you. I want to see like a reality show where... 
they find the trolls who say the rude, awful things online and they put them in front of the people who they say them to. Oh, yeah. And like well, that would be delightful. with a hidden camera and see how they behave to them. Yeah. And then later bring them together. Yeah. Yeah. And bring them together and go, here's how you acted when you sat in front of them. Here's what you said online and put it all above board. Yeah. Oh, they need that so guy. Ridiculous. Like, who's that? Who's that? Um, pedophile guy yeah i know that guy yeah yeah who shows up in the kitchen you never want anybody to describe you as that pedophile guy (laughs) no that's true also if you see that guy in your kitchen don't take any cookies it's not good good. no the lemon he's not from grace though i think so because wasn't he like doing some things i think so we're gonna have to investigate that (laughs) further when we come back on the colleen and bradley show question for you what's the worst halloween candy oh god the worst Halloween I know what it is. Candy. 651-641-1071. What is the worst Halloween candy? We'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Well, I came across a list of the 10 worst candies for Halloween. And I thought this is in no way comprehensive. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I thought if I know anything, I know that our listening audience mm. and uh, specifically uh, the those of us in the room yeah. can work together to add to a more comprehensive list of terrible candies. Six five one six four one one zero seven one, so that nobody has any massive candy missteps. On Halloween. There are some party fouls on this list, but, you know, that's fine. What's your... It happens. What's your worst uh, Halloween candy? Anything with black licorice in it. Oh, okay. is Because that's polarizing. Not, you cannot give that out. Not everybody likes it. That's polarizing. Y- you give out pretzels. Um, and pencils. Okay, that's neither Talk here nor there. We are talking about Halloween candy. Okay. Good and plenties are enough I, and nasty. But I will eat them as compared to other things. My my least favorite is I think your favorite, which I don't know. Whatever. What Smarties? Oh, Smarties are the bomb. Smarties are dumb. It is pressed sugar. Like yes, I don't and no, but thank you. But no, I don't. I don't like Smarties. I think they are they're nasty. dummies. They're okay. dummies. Yeah, they should call them dummies. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are the worst Halloween candies? Rhonda is on the line. Help Rhonda. us, Rhonda. What are you not fond of, Rhonda? <laughs> well, first off, Play-Doh and pencils. Thank stop, you. Stop that, Rhonda. Thank you. Sorry. Also, bottle caps. Yeah, same thing. And Press banana sugar. Laffy Taffy. You Ugh. might as well just throw them away right away. Agreed. Banana Laffy Taffy. Agreed. You know what, Rhonda? Thank you so much. I, I would like, like to expand that to all Laffy Taffies. No. If I may. Yes. I love Laffy Taffies. No, not funny. Thank we you. We didn't ask you. Yes, I just asked me. Let's go to That's Deb. That works. Deb is on the line. Hey, Deb, what's the worst Halloween candy? Hi, Deb. Oh, hi. I think the worst is the kind of taffy, nougaty, um, kind of shaped like balls, and they're wrapped in orange um, and black kind of wax paper. Oh, like that's peanut butter taffy. Ends. Yeah. Yeah, those are bad. You know. Okay, we're going to have to cancel you, Deb, because we Uh-oh. we, we like kind of like those. Yeah, those are peanut <laughs> no butter. We don't have to cancel, Deb. No, we, we don't just, have to cancel you. We just won't give oh. her them, and we'll eat them ourselves. Those are called peanut butter kisses. And that's what they are, and you yeah. do like them. Well, I'll save them for you. Thank, Thank you. you. You can drop them off here. Thanks, God, Deb. I'm trying to cancel poor Deb. I mean, not forever, just for like 
You're canceled. <laughs> I'm Team Deb. Look, that's in fine. the world Those we live in, we need every person that we have. This is true. That's this not true. a total pervert. This is true. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what else? Uh, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is the worst Halloween candy? We've got Amy on the line. Uh, Amy, weigh in. What is the worst Halloween candy? My children spent years trying to track down who in our neighborhood handed out testaments. It's a little hard mint with a Bible verse wrapped around it, and it just made them furious. Oh my goodness! I didn't. I, I don't think that's a clever name. I've yeah. never seen such things. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can get those. Yeah, we narrowed it. Oh, go ahead. We will find you. That is hilarious. Thank you so much. Those are 819 at Oriental Trading Company, FYI. Um, So you can get those online. When she said testaments, I thought it was something a little different. You get those at a different store. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is, that's a thing. You yeah. certainly can get those. Well, okay. then. Uh, let's go to Mary. Mary. Mary, what's the worst Halloween candy? Boston baked beans candy. Oh, yeah. Those are nasty. Nobody likes those, right? What are the, I, don't think I've, I don't think I would have ever eaten those. I mean, I think maybe I've gotten them, but I've never actually They're... put them in my mouth. Because who puts Boston beans candy in your mouth? What, what do they taste like? It's like a peanut, right? It's like a burnt peanut. Burnt, yeah, yeah, it's awful. So it's basically a peanut with a burnt sugar crunchy shell. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, no, they're nasty. Oh, that's dumb. Thanks, thanks, Mary. No, I don't want those either. Don't no. They came in a little box that said Boston Baked. Yeah, beans. now I'm looking at them. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever even tried those. I wouldn't. No, I don't want something that looks like that. If it yeah. doesn't, Ooh, beans. No. I'm real excited for beans yeah, candy. Don't buy those. Uh, is, uh, it's not even beans. Although go. it technically is a legume because peanuts are legumes. This is true. Let's go to Deb. Deb, what is the worst candy for Halloween? Oh, my gosh. The circus peanuts. Oh. I mean, if I were an elephant, I wouldn't even want them. Those marshmallow <laughs> things that are shaped like peanuts. Deb, it's I got to tell you, that is number one on the list that I found of the worst Halloween uh, candies. You landed right on number Deb one. Deb is on it. You are on I it. I like so today yes you are Deb. yeah yeah yes you can live in that today congratulations thank you thank you deb although i would say um i have a sweet spot for circus peanuts in my life and i have a friend kim who also enjoys a circus peanut on occasion but it's it's like those pumpkins those mallow pumpkins what do they call them like are you talking about the ones that are like candy corns yeah the candy corn i love those i love those too but those all of those types of like basically blown sugar candy uh-huh. or whatever you call it you can only have like a handful because after a handful you you basically want to barf okay so just to be clear you like blown sugar but not pressed sugar yes that okay, is so correct no ma'am. smarties correct thank you for clarifying okay, so i just want to know how There's you like your sugar diff- and i do not mind the chewy sweet tart but i do not abide all same with chewy spree. I like the chewy spree. I do not like a regular spree, and I do not like a regular sweet tart. Nor do I like a Smarties because, unlike you, I don't call them my pills. My pills. You know what else is nasty and nobody's brought up yet? Bottle caps. Oh no! Yeah, no so our she first did. caller did. Oh, she did. Yeah, because those are stupid. root beer bottle <clears throat> caps are. 
dumb. Ugh. No. Nasty. Frankly, Yuck. if I'm being perfectly Yuck. honest, sugar. the only thing I want in a root beer flavor is a root beer barrel. Outside Ooh, of that, I, I can't. Those. Don't make anything root beer flavored because ish. Um, I just don't like the anise flavor. Mm, neither do you I. You just said anise. I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, can I also say, have you ever gotten those weird UFO things? That's like, it's like styrofoam. Like in the sky? <laughs> no, it's a candy. It looks like a UFO. They're about that big. Uh, and you can't see what I'm saying. Like but a silver about dollar. About the size of like a silver dollar. And um, they, they're they like styrofoam, different like pastel colors. And inside there's little sugar balls. And uh-uh. you eat them. Uh-uh. Those are nasty. Satellite too. wafers. Thank you. Never had one. Yeah. It goes around with like like uh, wax bottles, which are dumb. Mm-mm. Do you ever eat wax no, bottles? No, but that is also on the list of the worst Halloween candies. I never knew if you were supposed wax to bottles, eat the wax. I know. Me neither. That's number three on the list of the worst. I'll tell you number two on the uh, you will on the list of the worst is candy corn. I oh, cannot. That no, is rude. I think that's rude, too. I want that with peanuts, though. Only with but it's, peanuts, and it's per—it's like it's the perfect holiday candy. Do you know why? Why? Because you only want it on Halloween, exactly. and you only need like a handful. It's so true. It's perfect. It's like Peeps. Um, now, a couple of, couple of, three people talking about candy. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Because I give out pretzels on Halloween. Oh God. And Holly Roberts and Bradley Trainer give out nothing. You give out pretzels and pencils. Okay, leave me alone. Here's the thing. This is the question. Who is the bigger Halloween Scrooge? You. No, stop it. Me. You I give out it. something. Scrooges yell. Or these two give out nothing. 651-641-1071. Who's the bigger Halloween Scrooge? As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's Sentence Clarity Rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.